you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Going to the hurry-up offense. Matt in the gun on the near hash mark. Takes a snap. Play fake to Freeman. Ryan wants to throw. Jones the catch. Look Morty. out. Flag down midfield. Julio into Green Bay territory. A stiff arm at the 15. 10. 5. Touchdown Atlanta. And I'm in the flanker. Right. Two receivers left. Brady pulls away. Gives the Deion Lewis. He tosses it back to Brady. A Got him. He had Mitchell open. He throws it. Stuck for Hogan to the right. Touchdown. Patriots. Final play of the game. They'll give it to Christian Michael. And he will run out of room on a tackle by Olatoye. And the ball game is over. Dan Quinn in year two has taken Atlanta to the Super Bowl. Play clock at five. Tom Brady takes the snap. And with one more kneel down, we go. the New England Patriots will play one more game in this 2016-17 season. Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's. Ike Taylor, Cynthia Freeland here in Studio 66 along with me. We'll say proper hellos to both of them in just a moment. But oh my goodness, all of a sudden there's so much to talk about. Super Bowl 51, just the tip of the iceberg. Speaking of Super Bowls, before anything else, I want to make sure that I let you know we have another edition of Eternal Red Zone coming your way, the Super Bowl edition. So be on the lookout for that one Coming up on NFL.com slash DDFP on Facebook and everywhere else. We appreciate everybody who's watched it. The hundreds of thousands, in fact, who've uh, who've watched the other rounds here. So we appreciate 100,000? Oh, way beyond that. Half a million watched it, uh, watched the championship round there, Ike Taylor. But listen, that's in the rearview mirror. That's self-promotional stuff. We have to talk about <laughs> the uh, the outfit you used to wear. You have a nice outfit on today, but you used to wear one that was colored black and gold. That's where a lot of the news is coming from right now. It's, uh, I, you know, I guess this is the time where you go back and you dissect, you do the autopsy on what went wrong here. We're going to look ahead 
to 51. Of course, much to get to with the uh, brilliant performance of Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, what else is new there, the way they just pretty much humiliated the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Ike, you know, you obviously are not uh, too far removed from that locker room, the coaches that uh, were a part of what I think was uh, honestly an embarrassing thing. But there are many stories coming out of Pittsburgh. So let's start there today, shall we? First of all, the news about Ben Roethlisberger saying uh, earlier on Tuesday morning on uh, local radio there, 93.7, the fan, that maybe he's uh, open to retirement, something to that effect. This is so breaking that I don't even have the exact quote from him. Do you think he plays in 2017? Let's start there. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, seven's still going to play. That loss is is still fresh. You know, you got opportunity for him. It would have been his, what, fourth Super Bowl appearance. That would have been huge for him. For him to actually win the Super Bowl would have been even greater. That would have put him at three. Uh, you know, just coming from the background of, of the defense being the strong point. Nah, it's the offensive side. It's seven in his offense. That's the strong point to the Pittsburgh Steelers at this present moment. Right now, so, right. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely so great. it's like, okay, y'all used to talk about all the help I had on the defensive side. I'm getting here with this offense, and this is my offense. And I'm probably the oldest or one of the oldest on the team, so other than James Harrison. So this guy really taking into consideration, man. I just look at it as the the loss is still fresh and it hurts. Yeah, that's like – I mean, right? uh, correct me if I'm wrong. If I just uh, was at a hoagie-eating contest, then don't ask me if I'm hungry right now. Like right. that's like, – well, as a matter of fact, I am – I am hungry, but that's uh, that's neither here nor <laughs> there. Here. Yeah, I know. But anyway, normal human beings, right? right. I'm talking about here. Right. Yeah, if you just if you just ate, then that's the wrong time to ask somebody how anxious they are for their next meal. Right. In other words, right? Right. No, I, I get it. Like I say, man, the loss is just it's just fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, he's feeling some kind of way right now, and and I understand. I, I've been there before, not on a retirement purpose, but that loss still fresh, man. You ready to get back to the season right now? You know, we lost that Super Bowl in 2010. The next two days, I was back working out because I wanted to get back to the Super Bowl. So, for Ben, it's just later on in his career, man, at this stage, the man saw the opportunity, and the opportunity was to have another Super Bowl appearance, let alone win another Super Bowl. That would have put the Pittsburgh Steelers at seven. I, well, it's the double whammy if you are if you keep track of these and things, you, and certainly I do, if you consider who your contemporary rival is. Right. I, I wouldn't call the Patriots a rival. They always beat the Steelers. Right. So you can't really properly define the, what they have as a rivalry. Either way, the victory by the Patriots elevates them, puts them in another Super Bowl. Ergo, the Steelers get knocked down a little bit, of course. The flip of that, you know, it's the like I say, it's the double whammy. Real quick, Bartlett, I want to talk I want to dissect some of what we saw in the AFC title game, but Bartlett behind the glass. What is uh, Tomlin's reaction? Uh, he just had his press conference here on Tuesday. So Tomlin, he says he's not alarmed. Um, he hasn't heard anything yet about it, but he said he's not surprised. It's He said that's life. It's a thought process. He also says that he hasn't met with Ben yet, but he said that's usually their plan. He's one of the last, if not the last, players that he meets with each year. I also want to get into the growing rumors, Ike, and uh, and hear your thoughts on uh, Antonio Brown discord there as well. Some stuff about AB wanted the ball after the he was pouting supposedly after the first Steelers touchdown because he didn't get the ball in a playoff game in the title game with the Super Bowl on the line. That's weird. But uh, first, Cynthia Freeland, let's hear from you on this. 
dissect as much as you can what you saw in the title game there. I mean, I keep hearing the cliche, Belichick was playing chess and the Steelers were playing checkers. It's hard to argue against. It was an embarrassing scheme that the Steelers threw out there against the, uh, the, the, the GOAT, right? Well, the scheme was altered by the fact that Lev Bell left the game. I'm sure that, you know, when you have your best, one of your, if not your best player sitting on the sidelines injured, that's going to have to change what you do. And I think it was more, you know, Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick figuring out, how, well, let's do this. You know, like it makes your, your offense more one-dimensional. I mean, you can speak to this more than I can, but I don't know if it's, you know, if we would have seen a healthy left bell, I don't know if it would have been quite as lopsided. You really feel, well, I, you know, to me, I, there, there are several things about uh, in the flow of the first half that, uh, you know, listen, Sammy Coates should have caught the first pass. Seven dropped it in the bucket. Uh, Coates barely got a finger on it. Kobe Hamilton dropped a touchdown. They don't score from the one-foot line. There are a lot of things that could have made the, the appearances as they walk into the locker room that this is a tie game or a very tight yep. game, all that. But I still feel like, ultimately, you saw there, there was no covering Chris Hogan. And I don't mean human beings weren't capable of it. I'm talking about the Steelers' approach to it made it so that people were going to be running free all day. It was almost inexplicable. It was uh, downright embarrassing, I feel like, about what the, about the way they approached that game with that same soft zone. 12 years already, Ike. That th- this is what they've been showing 12. They don't adjust at all. It's not one game. This is, uh, And by the way, Mike Mitchell also said, well, we, they've never run a flea flicker this year. Yeah, they ran one in December against your arch-rival Baltimore Ravens. They just seemed ill-prepared for a game against uh, against Belichick and Tom Brady, and you know that the, that those guys are going to be sharp and have something let me in ask store you one, for you. Let me ask you just a little devil's advocate here. And, yes, I do acknowledge that this was a very lopsided second half, but if they would have gone into the locker room 10-10, if it, if it would have, you know, at halftime been closer tie, whatever it could have been, I don't know if the game plan in the second half would have been the same, right? So not that you can go back and kind of adjust, but it's kind of like you either- t- Stop telling the truth. You <laughs> took the words out my mouth. <laughs> she took the words out my mouth. I totally agree with Miss Cynthia. If Lev Bell would have stayed in the game, the game plan would have changed on the offensive side for the New England Patriots. Hmm. Why? Because Lev Bell controls the clock. Mm-hmm. why you're not taking as many deep threats. So now when Lev Bell is not in the game, your game plan has to change. So Pittsburgh still is – we haven't seen Pittsburgh still is throw that many deep balls in this amount of time. Uh, Sammy Coates was on the shelf for a while, and we talked about this yesterday. We haven't seen Sammy for a while. So Demarcus Ayers, A.B., and Eli Rogers. Them three guys had a pretty good game against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs has a pretty good defense. So I'm looking at it, why switch now? So why see Colts now? I can't believe why they see sat Morgan, 15. Why would they why have sat Morgan airs? Now? That's, that's, that's Belichick so and company getting in their I'm head looking at it like kickoff. something ain't right. Then on the defensive side, I'm seeing James Harrison in coverage. No, I don't want my 38-year-old outside linebacker who can get to the quarterback in coverage. I want him rushing the quarterback because that's what he does well. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, something ain't right. And I don't like what I'm saying. But getting back to Ms. Cynthia's point, when you have a Lev Bell and he's out, he pretty much controls everything in your I, thought process. I do agree with you so, that grind so the listen, clock and everything one, else. One but. more time. As an offense, as an offense, when Le'Veon Bell isn't in the game – so for the Patriots, we can start taking more chances. 
mm-hmm. because they don't have that weapon in Lev Bell. They're not controlling that clock. So we feel like we're going to have more opportunities, and that's why. Okay, interesting thoughts there. About back to the Antonio Brown thing. Bottom line it for us here. There are rumors swirling. Obviously, we know about the uh, the Facebook Live post after the uh, divisional round. Is Antonio Brown with the Steelers in 2017 by kickoff? Yeah. You think he is? Yeah, the only thing about this, though, will they make him play the whole contract out? That's you don't think that they're going to then – so so do you think this talk uh, as recently as a week ago that he's in store for a mega deal, you think that maybe gets shelved for the time? Being? Yeah, I think it will get shelved mm-hmm. for, for a quick little minute. He's playing. not going to be happy if that happens, though. Man. It could start a domino. Listen, listen. Without seven, there is no A-B. Right. You, you can say what you want to say. Take seven out of the equation, it might be a little bit different. Don't say that too loud because that's going to make A.B. want to challenge that and test that. And and, and that's good. good. (laughs) Hopefully so. But this is how I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers at the wide receiver position. If it's one position they feel like they draft well, it's that wide receiver position. Let's go back. Plexico Burris. So after Plex, Hans Ward. After Hans Ward, Antoine Randall L. That's your first three, right? Mm -hmm. Bam, them first three gone. So what you do now? You get a Santonio Holmes. Mm -hmm. Santonio Holmes, Super Bowl MVP. You know what? We didn't like what you was doing off the field. We didn't like your attitude. We're going to ship you. There's no greater moment than being a Super Bowl MVP. And then the following year, you were not with that team. So you get a Mike Wallace, a Emmanuel Sanders. See, that's what people forgot. Then you have Antonio Brown. Hey, Mike, man, we love you, but you can go. E. They made a choice. We love you. We're going to keep you, we love Antonio you. Brown. We We're going to let you, you walk. Right. So now and we forgot Martavius Bryant sitting on the shelf. I didn't forget. So people <laughs> at, at the wide receiver position, they do well at drafting and scouting at that wide receiver position. So anybody can get it. Anybody can get it. So I love A.B. to death. But he got to understand, you're playing for a good organization. Bottom line, he he will be with the Steelers. Oh, no question. Think, but you don't think he's going to then hold out if they say, well, we're not going to give you that mega deal. That seems almost likely, given what we know. Oh, uh, he, He's not going to hold out. No. I don't think he'll hold out. It's interesting because if you count how many quarterbacks make their wide receivers look good, as in throw pass, if you, if you kind of map out the statistics of reception percentage and, like, when you go back and on film and you say, like, is that one on the quarterback? Is that one on the, you know, on the wide receiver? Honestly, you want to be – there's only about maybe 10 quarterbacks that really make their wide receivers look just ridiculous, not – 32 there it's not you can't just go to any team and still be the same the caliber of wide receiver. I know but but these human beings that are playing pro football have egos and so sometimes the egos dictate in their own heads I can show you I can do it without that guy I mean uh, I, ho- to, I hope so okay hey, I'm just uh, I hope so but seven 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 is a top five quarterback and it's hard to argue I wouldn't I would have these stats without seven mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to argue that it's hard to argue that. It's I know. But it's I, DeAndre Hopkins. As long as he – well, I hope he doesn't talk to Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. Who, by says, the hey, way – the water's fine over here in Denver, uh, A.B. By the way, Emmanuel Sanders, amazing on TV. Really? Like, Barry I have to give – right? He was so yeah, good. Yeah. The dude was real good. He's already – Let's transition then it. into something sunnier. You guys both are a lot softer on this than I was – I'm not, than I am. My reaction was, this is shameful. I mean, there, this is – I think this things are still a little raw for you, too. No, no, no. No question. <laughs> 
That's right. You know what? That's exactly right. That's exactly. He's he feeling some kind of way. Delay a game. No, delay a game. We're trying to figure out what happened in the AFC title <laughs> game. But all right, you're right. I am. Uh, I am perhaps a little obsessive. Let's celebrate Super Bowl Fifty One, which I guess shapes up to be interesting as I try to look at it objectively. Cynthia, to that point, scale of one to ten, how do you rate the Super Bowl matchup? Do you like points? Here, here's my questionnaire. Do you like points? It, yeah, I mean, sure, I guess so. Do you like like two awesome quarterback narratives? Uh, yeah. I, okay, I like then. Well, there you go. I, I think maybe this is a, a good Super Bowl for you then, right? Like, I think there's going to be, there's a good reason to believe that a lot of points will be scored. Everybody likes points, right? Scale of one to ten. I give it an eight. An eight yep. as a matchup going in. Yeah. Does it, only five times in Super Bowl history have we seen the number one rated quarterback in terms of passer rating meeting the number two quarterback in passer rating. This is the highest scoring offense that we've seen. That'd be Atlanta, of course, that we've seen in like the Super Bowl era. So I don't know. I think it, it sounds like fun. I think it's compelling, but I think that that's informed largely by what we just saw. What, what have you shown us lately? That performance against the Packers. If they had merely survived in that game – I think we'd say, I, I said a week ago, if we get New England and Atlanta, we're going to have to spend two weeks conjuring some lines to try and make it like the Falcons have a chance. Now I feel like a lot of people feel like the Falcons can win this game. I feel like the Falcons could win. But if they hadn't housed Green Bay, we wouldn't you, feel that way. We'd say, oh, they're not going to be able to, to mentally match Belichick and Brady and everybody. No, I kind of buy that they could. Don't give me the stink eye, Freeland. Ike, like, one here, to ten. Here's my, here's my question. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on one second here. Here's my question. What is – why Why are you like, oh, the Patriots got this? Why, why was it so, such a lock? I mean, because the pa- – what do you mean, I why? The Falcons have been on a pretty – Because they're in every other Super Bowl. The Falcons have never been there. Did you see what they did against Green Bay? Four days ago. Wait, wait. Did you see their defense against very good. Green Bay? Because remember Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, anoint him. But you're He's making, the best. He's, you're making my point, Freeland. I, now you're getting the jazz hands Well, because too, because Freeland. I feel like we're like, we put, you know, Aaron Rodgers. But you just up. made my point. That's exactly right. If well, before the Green Bay game, we, we, we didn't feel this way. They looked pretty good for like, you know, they're on a pretty good win streak too. I Listen, I have said, like Jerry Orbach at the end of Dirty Dancing, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I was wrong about Matt Ryan. I mean, remember when you actually don't say you're wrong? Man, <laughs> Matt I Ryan. cover it again in the Sheck Report this week. <laughs> I'm, they, they killing me on Twitter because they know I'm just a Maddie Ice, like uh, Maddie Ice got to show me. So, I know. Man, I keep getting – I'm getting a lot of heat. Yeah, Maddie Ice is showing too. me he's that, he's that guy. They're rising up against us. Yeah, he, he's that guy. But they're playing at home, so let's not forget that. So you're not playing at home anymore. So who's Orbeck anyway? Dirty Dancing. Did you ever see Dirty Dancing? No, I never saw it. Did you never saw it with Patrick Swayze. There's like a big lift at the Jennifer Gray yeah. before the nose job. The you know what Orbeck I'd like to factor. S- a know- nominee for most overused check bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's, that's what it is. I don't think that's something to laugh that's at. What it but is. I'll tell you this: I would now like to see Cynthia Freeland and Ike Taylor reenact. We can do the, the lift. Dirty dancing. Scene. We can do the lift. I'd like to say that'd be a nice thing. Ike. So uh, bottom line, one to ten. How excited are you for this matchup? A ten. Ten. I'm going with a ten all day, man. You got Matty Ice and company, and you got Tom Brady. Oh, just Tom Brady. I'd rather <laughs> see the. <laughs> I'd rather the Falcons have been there before, so I felt like, whoa, whoa that, that's but, not going to be an element to this game. I think there what? is a. Well, we don't know. When a team's never been in a Super Bowl, you don't know how they're going to react. Yeah, but we that's a better storyline. It's like, oh my goodness. I get it, but we forget who the head coach is. Yeah, he's been there. 
And he beat them boys before. And he won the Super Bowl. Okay, see, that's that, That's who we forgetting. Coach Dan Quinn been there before, and he know this team. All right. You he, know what? He's pretty cool with this team. They're familiar to him. So he he looking at it like, I like my chances too. Like, I know their defense can't stop my offense. I'm going to find a way to stop their offense. I know, but the, that's the thing. Belichick seems like he takes – like Julio Jones, I find it hard to imagine, is going to be the MVP of this game. It ain't – and they, they, somebody going to wind up taking this segment and go, they're going to say it on TV because they're listening. I know they're listening. It's not between Julio Jones. You did well answering the Antonio Brown question. I, that would definitely be news if you said, oh, I don't think he's going to be on the Steelers. It's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be the defensive end duo. So – Whoever defensive ends I on either sides. Have oh, we're gonna best. dig in. We're gonna dig in on that. Bite your tongue, Ike. Okay. That's called show business. Okay, See, I'm sorry. That's teasing <laughs> what sorry. we're about to I'm talk sorry. about. Let's start the show. Hi, yes, hello. hi and hello. Go Come ahead, on, Ike. Hi. It's your old hi, pal, hello. Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek show. Hi, this is Dave Damashek. <laughs> I'm Ike Taylor. Miss Cynthia Freeling. Can you start the show now? We just did, Ike. Okay. Do you uh, – first, uh, uh, back to that uh, Falcons game, just okay. to try to give uh, some semblance of fair time to the NFC title game. Do you blame – because I've got – talk about getting hit up on Twitter and social media. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I like to uh, – you know, I like to wave the flag for Aaron Rodgers, best quarterback I've ever seen, so right. on and so forth. Do you blame Aaron Rodgers for the Packers' loss there, Freeland? No, stop it. No, keep giving me the stink eye today, Freeland. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say it. People are saying, "When are you going to say? When are you going to blame Rodgers for this?" I don't blame Rodgers blame for him. that game. So, okay, here's what I here's what from a stats point of view. Here's how I view it. When you overperform, so think about when a when a batter has a home run streak, just a ridiculous home run streak. At some point, you have to come down more towards your batting average, right? So if you're doing a bunch of things that are very low probability and you keep hitting on them, so a Hail Mary, um, passing outside the pocket. Yes, he's better at passing outside the pocket than other quarterbacks, but it's still a low probability event because at some point someone's going to sack you, right? So at, when you keep doing a lot of low probability things really, really well and you know things keep bouncing in your favor on these low probability events, at some point you have to, it, it'll come back down more towards your mean. And I think what happened here is <laughs> the whole team, I mean, who that Ripkowski losing the ball there was very – That was huge. That was, a, that, and was, that was super way. unfortunate. They hadn't yeah. had many giveaways, you know, 0.2 giveaways per game in the past five leading into it. Like, that That was huge, right? So, it, honestly, like, you know, at, at some point when a lot of low probability things keep happening, it, at some point the, the luck will change. A- AR-12 was inaccurate on some throws, but also they dropped mm-hmm. a lot of passes. His receivers didn't help him at all. And that fumble heading into the end zone was huge. That would have changed the whole course yes. of the game. That's just like Lev Bell getting hurt changed the whole course of the game. So now as for Atlanta, man, your play calling, you good now because you didn't took points off the board. They didn't get three or seven. We got the ball back. So now we can take chances and be a little bit aggressive on our play calling because that's an extra possession for us. And that when we took points off the board for them. So when you look at it like that, man, that's just how it go. I, I wouldn't definitely blame it on AR-12, man. It's just he needed I, a lot of help. The two games leading into it, the, they called pass on 70% of plays. And, and, and no team in 10 years had won two playoff games 
with that high of a passing percentage on play calling. So again, there's these high, like that's just, it's a little bit of luck involved when you're passing that often and you just happen to hit and possessions are super key. The Falcons play like a slow, a slow pace and they're very efficient. They score about 3.11 points in 10.1 possessions per game over the five leading into it. That's a lot. That's like, that's a field goal every possession possession. If you think about it on average, whereas the, uh, the green Bay Packers, they scored about 2.8 points per possession and they need 11.6 possessions in a game to get there so when you when you look at how important that turnover percentage is that's that's where that really switched the whole dynamic the Falcons first nine possessions they score eight of them yeah uh, yeah I mean the it, it I, the defense was just uh, decimated people now also the other guy who's being targeted here is Dom capers I mean I perhaps he deserves that over the uh, over the long haul of uh, of his body of work here but I mean, what, what could anybody do? They had no pieces out there. It was ridiculous. What Who they didn't had. have pieces? The Packers. By the end of it, their defense was, uh, Man, was destroyed. It MJD like. was calling it as the game was going. Like, this is what the defensive coordinator is used to doing. If I know it's sitting down on this on this chair, what you think the offense on the Falcons know? Hey, Ike, when they get in the red zone, Ike, he's going to go cover zero, and the corner's going to be out by themselves – and they're not going to get to the quarterback. So cover zero is an all-out blitz. Hopefully we can get to the quarterback. You can't call cover zero on the red zone because the ball is coming out fast anyway. So now you're le- you're really leaving any corner with Julio Jones one-on-one? No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to call me a zone coverage. I'm going to double Julio Jones. Now the rest of y'all got to win. Mm-hmm. But when you know that, and he and he knows this just by sitting on the couch, I can know what they about to call in the red zone. MJD, what they about to call? They about to call cover zero. You lying, watch this. Why she do an all-out blitz? Because that's what Coach Don Capers like to do. That's just his resume. And watch they score. He going to throw it to Julio. Bam. See, that's the kind of insight you get from Maurice Jones-Drew and his best pal, Ike Taylor. Let's say hello to him right now, shall we? Yeah. Ike Taylor. Boy, that just keeps I feel like there are now 17 versions of that song. It's very good. That's my favorite one right there. Uh, Shop 412 is have a package for you. Oh, so thank you, Mike. you Gucci. I just four one two. I you you got the pit uh, colors mm-hmm. on got your head, the blue and gold. Yep. Very nice. Thanks, Ike. You're all right, man. I appreciate that. Uh, shout out to Dick Banks for the great uh, the one man house band for that keen intro. And that brings me to this. We don't have a video just yet, but Marianne I'm Freeman hit me up so on happy. social media. Where's my girl's uh, – where's her? Where's my little baby's uh, intro song already? What a girl intro song get, Shake Right here. No. This is so exciting. It's Marianne's daughter here to steal the show. Back in the day, she had a mullet with the funky hey. flow. She got the best beat. That's that's fresh. This is the best one ever. Wait a second. Who did that? Was that that the, was incredible? Was that the one man house band, Dick Banks? 
Oh man, busting rhymes. Oh man, that was that dick, so man. good. <laughs> that game, did you did you hear her beat? She got the best beats. Who? I like that my mom makes a cameo in it too. She's gonna be really happy about oh, that. She's gonna be fired up. Your mom gonna be fired. Oh yeah, oh. and All I right. and I did have a mullet. I did have a mullet. It's all true. You had a mullet? Yeah. Shut up. Get a picture. Call your mom and tell your mom to take a picture so I can see this wow. mullet. See, this is what this is what we learned over the weekend. There were three million women out there marching for their cause. One woman in Michigan emailing or tweeting at me for her cause, her daughter's. She got the best song. intro. And now I she got one, the best see? intro. That was pretty. You like that? Idea. I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna get the picture of me with a mullet though. I had like, do you remember those French bikinis? They have like the thing cut out in the middle. Okay, so I had a French bikini. I have a mullet. I'm standing on a dock at a lake holding a fish. What? It's One to ten. How do you feel about the song? Eleven. Wow. How about that? You got the best good. intro. I do. I do have the best intro. Emma VP behind the glass. Did you write the lyrics hey. for that? I did not. I actually did write the Marianne lyric, though. It's One of the lyrics. I like it. I like it, Emma. Thanks. That's my favorite one. I'm pissed my off because she got the best beat. Well, it was very strong. I can't uh, argue with that. Now she's taunting you. No, I'm just dancing because I'm happy. <laughs> it's a happy dance. Hey, thanks to uh, to the uh, good soul and the uh, proud uh, Czech Republic citizen who uh, who took football baby into enemy territory. Whoa! It was not uh, didn't work out, uh, but he did go to Foxborough, did football baby. So we appreciate that. Uh, take him to the Super Bowl. In fact, you know what? I got it from here. I because th- oh there. Max Pushkin. Good job, Max. Good he job. He took him in there. He wore his uh, black and gold 26 jersey. He walked out sad, uh, no doubt, but uh, we appreciate the effort there. Appreciate that. Yeah, very Max. nice. Very nice. And we got 41 stamps now across Football America, nay, the Football Planet. That's he is, crazy. Uh, his passport all stamped up. Great idea there, Ryan Bartlett. I think that closes the book. You want to keep it going, though. Uh, let's uh, keep sending football baby wherever yeah. we are on the planet. Oh, might as well. Yeah. May, well, we'll get some pictures with him at Houston, right, Ike? Oh, no. Perfect. No right. let's Jack, talk I got to about... go, go do something for one minute because I were, we started a little later, so I got to tell them for my next take. a grand excuse. I'll be right, right back. Listen, I'll be right back. Nature calls, go do what you have to do. That's all right. <laughs> We're all human beings, Cynthia. You don't have to come up with big big excuses. <laughs> Ike, okay, let's talk a couple of football rela- uh, football player-related things that only you can really answer here. Did the fire alarm, or does that, because you hear about shenanigans like that, is that an actual distraction or not, nah, as uh, Roethlisberger said at the podium after the AFC title? Game? I think it is. It is a distraction. It is. Maybe. I mean, I don't like getting woken up in the middle of the my night. My point either, exactly. But. Like, you, you, see, you, you're messing up my sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, I got an important game. I'm getting to bed early. I'm dreaming. I'm getting the proper rest. And now the fire alarm go off. So what you got to do when the fire alarm go off? They ask everybody to get up out of their uh, rooms, go downstairs, got to check all the rooms to make sure everything is straight. Then you got to walk back up, settle down, and now I can't get this good sleep. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. All right, next, both uh, losers of the title games lost by a lot, roughly three Mm touchdowns-ish, you know, 20-ish or so points. Is it better? You've been a part of close losses, and you've been a part of blowout losses. Which is better in the playoffs? An L is an L. 
I know, but Luda, you, what, Luda or man, ain't no. Well, sense. I asked Ladanian Tomlinson the same question, and he uh, said, "Oh no, you rather get blown out because then it starts to dawn over you over the last hour, like eh, we're not going to win this game, and so it's a slow burn rather uh, than a smack in the you know smack in the." Man, side. that L is an L. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't care how that L is, whether it's fourteen to thirteen or whether it's forty-three to three. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that L is an L, man. That L hurts. What do you say to level uh, – so losing for fans, I suspect, feels a little bit different than it does for players. For you guys, we remember Rob Gronkowski mm-hmm. right after the Super Bowl infamously dancing, and a lot of people didn't like that. How dare he let loose? Well, I mean, he's a early 20s guy. He just, You know, the – Basically, if it's the equivalent of being an accountant at tax season on the 15th of April or the 16th of April, you probably let your hair down a little bit, even though it was like, well, that was a grind. It didn't end the way I wanted it to. But all right, uh, you know, times are still good. Right? I mean, is that is that the way players react? Because fans are devastated. I guarantee you people in Green Bay and Pittsburgh right now are feeling awfully sad. Oh, man. That was now, well, I was really excited for the Super Bowl. I really wanted to go, and I had to cancel my plans. I had a hotel reserved in Houston. Now I have to let that go. And even if you know, oh, I really was, was excited now. I don't know if I'm going to watch. Where, where are players right now? Depends on who you ask. It depends on if it's a rookie. It depends on if it's a guy in his prime, or it depends on if it's a veteran guy. If you're a rookie, you you just happy to be in the league. You know, you happy to be in the league. Oh man, that was a great experience. I learned a lot this year. Hopefully, I can be better for myself. And That's my like team. like Levy and Bell tweets immediately after the game. Oh, we're gonna come back better and everything else. Roethlisberger on the other end's like, I don't know, maybe I should just retire. Better for the team and everything. So you get a guy like. Antonio Brown and Lev Bell, who pretty much in their prime, these guys in their prime, you know. So now it's like, hey, man, we still got life. We got a lot of life left, you know. But you're in your prime, so you don't know any better, you know. So that's why Lev just tweeted ASAP, like, yeah, it hurt, but I promise y'all, man, we're going to be back next show. Watch us. I'm telling y'all, watch this. So then you get your guy, your veteran guy who's, you know, on the cusp of just – Oh, man, it, it hurts. It, this L is fresh. And then Ben Roethlisberger. So, Ben, are you open to retirement? Uh, I'll consider. I'll consider retirement. So, three different fra- fr- phrases mean three different stages mm-hmm. from three different kind of guys. Your rookie guy who, who who feels like they have a lifetime to get better and things are on up and up for the future. You guys when they're prime, who's on Pluto. So Pluto <laughs> mean they 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 sky right high right now. I can't can't nobody touch them. Mm-hmm. You know they they the best at their positions right now, and they are between Antonio Brown, Love Bell. They are the best at their positions right now. So they in their prime, and you got a guy, you know, just like LeBron James said today, man. I need help. He said I'm 33 years old, you know, and I felt like that was very unselfish for LeBron to say today. He's 33. He didn't want them three championships already, gave one back to Cleveland, and he's still saying he needs help. That's what Seven's saying. Like, man, it's, like I got a load on my shoulders, man. I finally got had an offensive line who was healthy for the most part of this year. In this big game, I needed my primetime player and my young players 
to step up, and I couldn't find him. So I didn't this, think that was unfair. Uh, I mean, I've seen guys call out other teammates, call out offense. No, I, I didn't say I didn't say it was unfair. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I'm saying a lot of people are though. People are saying that was that was uncool of Roethlisberger to say after the game that some of his young guys maybe weren't ready for the moment and everything else. I thought that was He's perfectly not, valid based on what we saw. He ain't lying. Yeah, right. What I mean. Yeah. I mean, if 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 you look if you look at the passes he was throwing, right? I, I that should have been caught. That's like, a non-controversy. Now, if he was throwing bad passes, like, all right, Seven, you can't say that. But the one to Sammy Coates was in the bucket. The one to Morgan in the touchdown was in the bucket. A few to Jesse James was in the bucket. So, yeah, he got he have that right to say that. I, I mean, I agree. So, that's uh, that's an – all right, so now let's look ahead to Super Bowl 51. Mm-hmm. The key Super Bowl matchup is blank versus blank, and it's so important it will determine the winner. Of 51. See, we, we were talking about this yesterday, and you stopped me earlier in your show from saying this. So everybody going to say the Avatar, Julio Jones. Yep. That's, I, that's, I, I'm sure 90% of the talk uh, will be about how are they going to uh, stop Julio, right? Yeah. Everybody going to say the Avatar, Julio Jones. Oh, you're going to say uh, Tom Brady on the other side, you know? Um, But this is what I'm saying. And I know y'all going to steal it from me. I already know y'all going to steal it from me. I get it. And I want y'all to because y'all don't think like how I think. It's going to be the defensive end duo on either team. So, whichever team has the best defensive end duo on that particular day will win the ball game. Why? Because now Matty Ice ain't sitting back there throwing to Julio Jones. He got pressure on him. Mm -hmm. So, now Tom Brady ain't sitting back there. He got pressure on him. Whichever team has the best defensive end duo for that day will win this ball game. I think that's uh, that's good uh, analysis there, and I would say specifically, we do know how do you beat Tom Brady? You gotta heat him up. What did the Broncos do in the title game last year? They hit him. They got to him. They smacked him yeah. around. He doesn't like it. Nobody does, but he really doesn't react well to that. That's everything against. Yeah. Us. How did the Giants win not one but two Super Bowls? They hit him. Them? That is how you do it. They, they didn't get pressure. They hit him. It's a difference between he sucks and those and guys. Right. That's yeah. how the rate. Why do the rave? Oh, they go up there. They're not nervous playing in Foxborough. Fat. It's practical hitting them. That's what. That's what you do. Right. If the Falcons can get the Brady, they have a real chance to win this right. game. If they don't heat Brady up, then they're not going to win the game. Correct. Simple as that. I agree with that. I, I uh, very good. Um, best uh, best Super Bowl uniform matchup. I don't care for this one particular. I give it a C at best. I don't like the uh, the uniform matchup here. Best, the best uniform matchup you've ever seen. I us. say here's what here's what this one looks at. You can watch us NFL.com slash DDFP if you want to uh, see what we're talking about here throughout instead of just listening to us. Either way, we appreciate it. I think if they both had their retro uniforms, this would be handsome. What's your favorite one that you ever saw, looks wise? I like us in uh, Cardinals. That was nice. Yeah, I like that look. I like us in the Cardinals big time. I don't know why. I guess the, well, they, a fact came out. The team who wears white usually wins the Super Bowl. It is a weird thing. I wonder right? why that is. I don't know. So, it's random. It's every other year you you, you flip-flop yeah. the uh, the conference gets the choice. That's why you'll often see the Cowboys, when you know, it throws it out of whack because they always like to wear their white, so it throws you out of whack a little bit. You guys in 40, because you were road warriors, chose to wear the white. I didn't approve of that decision. Didn't we win? 
New one, but I said, but the black jerseys we in the Super Bowl look better. I like, just for the record, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to share mine because I'm uh, both a fashionista and a fan of the old school look. I like Super Bowl too. It's the most underrated one ever. It's the uh, Packers and their road whites against the blacks of the Raiders. That was nice. Oh, there it is, right there. We're looking at it. I like right that now. old school. Look how nice that looks, Ike. Yeah, look how that boy come around that corner. Oh, he about to, he, he about to hurt somebody. Clean up shot, and then. Uh, oh yeah, he about to hurt somebody, daddy. Here's, <laughs> by the way, uh, that's someone's daddy's catching on on social yeah, media they, they too. You getting a lot like, of hits yeah. on that too. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of people like, "Oh, I bet Ike Taylor's uh, saying right now that's someone's daddy." On that right Julio, there. on that Julio touchdown, that's what it was going crazy. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so next up, Super Bowl five. People forget about this. Ooh, the the like all it. whites of the Colts always look good, um, and then the Cowboys they broke out those royal blue Ooh. jerseys. They don't wear those enough. They need or they to. never wear those. They wear the dark ones now. They need to go throwback right chill. I like them right chill. Right? It's a little bit more royal blue than yeah. it is dark blue. Next up, 10. To me, I know we have, whatever, I'm a homer. I think the best is the most classic of them all is the Cowboys whites against the Steelers uh, black jerseys. That's okay. your classic Super Bowl look there. Um, we saw it twice. We've seen it three times, in fact. And uh, some people like yeah. me were calling for it. Um, in Super Bowl 51, alas, we have uh, – hey, That's how you knew them boys had hands. They ain't play with no gloves back in the day. And it was cold outside too. When nobody wearing no gloves, man, them boys went raw. The thing I'll say, here's my note, you know, while Coach Tomlin dissects what the Steelers need to do in the offseason. I think they what they need to explore is maybe going Here with we the, go. the gray face masks instead of the black face masks. You see, they're named after steel. Shouldn't the face mask be the color of steel? Cool. We got Miss Cynthia back, man. Let's go to the next one. All right, right we're now, done. We're done. Talking. Okay, let's let's do one more thing here now that Cynthia Freeland has returned okay. our mitts here. We were just talking uniforms. Perfect. Uh, we were talking about some other stuff uh, about uh, how you handle losing as a fan versus a player. Do Who do you think takes it worse, Cynthia? You've experienced both. You're a fan, and you've been around a, a fair number of players. As have I. I feel like ultimately it hurts weirdly. You, this shouldn't be the case, you would think. But I think – the human condition requires that you have to be able to rationalize to to move on. So if you're in it, if you're on the Packers or Steelers and you just lost a tough one, I think you have to be able to rationalize so that your life continues on. You were just playing in the game. I think from a distance, in a way, it hurts even worse. So you know that thing where, like, you know, you're a superstitious fan, so, like, you'll – switch positions on the couch or you'll be like I when I was eating popcorn they were winning so I got to keep eating popcorn or you know some some crazy thing happens and you feel like in some way like your energy will like a butterfly will flap its wings and everything will get solved with your team or whatever it is we like, all delude ourselves correct to think we're, that we have if you're some a sort grown of, up well if you're a grown up and you're watching this thing and you're trying to associate with guys from across the, the uh, across the country and they happen to be wearing your city's uniform you feel like a, right. you feel that connection there even though it may be tenuous at best but it, but I do think they care to some but anyway continue with your point <laughs> so my point is is as a fan you just don't have any control and you don't you you don't think like okay I can I can go through this mentally and say hey you know when I watched a film back I could have made a better block or you, you don't have that kind of, you're just sitting there being like I didn't eat enough popcorn if I would have just kept eating popcorn, the team would like, there's just, it's kind of irrational. So you do feel this connection. Like if, <laughs> if I would have cheered harder, whatever, whatever the superstitious thing that you might do is like, I think for fans, you have no control. So you, you just, you feel it differently. And players for the most part, every week of the season, 
they have to move on. There's no choice because there's another game coming up that next week. And if you're lucky enough to get to the postseason and your last game is a loss, you know, that means you at least got to the postseason. So you were doing enough right to be, you know, like not everyone can win. Like <laughs> not everyone can even get to the postseason. I think so. I think you're on to something with the powerlessness. Mm-hmm. You have no hand in it. And, and uh, speaking of the human condition, it's much easier to say, well, I would have been happy if it weren't for you. And so it's easy to be like, the Steelers let me down. You or know, like, but that, it, it, it exposes your. Uh, well, your, you can say, hey, I'm coming angels. back next year and I'm going to make right. six sacks or, you know, something crazy, right? Like, I'm coming back next year and I can I can get better in this. I have some, some say That's in what, what happens. That's what I'm talking about. Also, right, right, yes. Right. You start like, to. Uh, be forward thinking rather right. than being a fan. The, those guys let me down. <laughs> or you're like right. you're like, oh, I'm so like I have to wait all the way till September to see them again. Well, I am sad about that. Of football course. season's over. We I know have one I don't more like football that. game. Uh, let real quick, uh, and then we're wrapping the show. Just give me uh, one word quick, answer real here. Quick. <laughs> real Next quick. Next year's Falcons team. Nobody. I mean, nobody picked the Falcons. I'm sure there are going to be a few people out there nationally who said, no, no, no. There's a guy and. In uh, yep, whatever Jacksonville right? picked the Falcons, whatever. But there's but, people who picked the Texans. So, you know, for right. everyone that picked, you know. Okay. The Falcons pretty much came out of nowhere this season, or, you know, based on the amount of uh, experts who, who, you know, basically dismissed them. Who's next year's Falcons? Ike Taylor. Next who year's could Falcons? Be? Who could? Oh. So wait, how bad do they – how well, do they have to view uh, them this Let's year? say they didn't go the to the playoffs. No, no, no. They're no. – Raiders. Raiders were supposed to go – I mean – I, that's another if good Derek, question. If Derek Carr didn't get hurt, they would have had action. You can say what you want to say. I agree Them with that. boys had action. I agree with that, but they were but they were a double-digit win team. I'm talking about a team that – Right. Was, like, the, I guess you got to see how bad – like, what's the – A bad team? What's yeah. the, what's the like – What's a non-playoff team that has a chance to oh, – I'm going to go make, with the Jigs. I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Really? Okay. I, 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 like, I like what Coach Tom – when Coach Tom Coughlin – not even Coach because he's just an administrator. He's head of a lot of stuff He's now. the boss now, he's right? He's the big boss he going to have discipline over there in Jacksonville, and they do have talent. The only yeah. thing. Well, they got to get them. They got to get five right. That's the only thing. Five got to get right. Because if five ain't right, their life ain't right. <laughs> so five got to get right. Over <laughs> if there five ain't right, it's going to be good night. I what, punched that one up a two? little bit, right? Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. Who's their quarterback? Yeah. Someone good. <laughs> Who is it going to be, though? <laughs> um. Maybe Tony Roma. I don't know. Uh, hot takes here. I don't know. I, I think that when you have that good of a defense, it helps project you to have a better season. So they missed the playoffs this year. I feel like I like snuck in with the, like, the sneaky pick here, like the cheaters pick, because it was Man, not that good of a defense. If you have that good of a defense, it's rare to miss the playoffs. So <laughs> I want to self-validate here, and I also would like to see it happen. I often say if it can't be my favorite team winning the Super Bowl, the, the fan base that deserves it most – the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I, I and Tyrod Taylor is going to be a major question, but had some good moments again in 2016. And I think, and I predicted this, this is self-validation because I did say this in the preseason, Rex Ryan isn't going to make it through the year and somebody is going to benefit from the keen draft picks they did. They, they, That's they right. Their dra- I was about to say that. Their they draft lost. was good. They had a great defensive draft and then they got hurt. So they didn't, so they didn't get the benefit from right. that. And now they're going to. Oh yeah, they're that defense is going to be, be for it's real. Be legit. If they can stay healthy, that defense from Buffalo. Goes I think the you Buffalo know who else Bills. could sneak in. Who? I I think we could see the Tennessee Titans. Oh. I think right. we could see the Tennessee Titans. That's not as 
I'd be you two patting each other on the back. Those that you say Raiders and the and the Titans who were right on the cusp. I went bold. I just went with a what? What the Bills? You, you slept on that games? exotic run game. You you slept on that <laughs> exotic, exotic run. smash mouth. You was like, I don't think <laughs> they're gonna do that all year. It's boring, and they they damn near. Wait. Can I tell you another one? They damn near Can I tell you another one? What? San Diego Chargers. Oh no, I'm sorry. The L.A. Chargers. LA I was Chargers. about to say, what team in San Diego? Yeah, right. That could be a uh, good one too. No. They're going to get a lot of pieces back, that defense maybe. Yeah. No? All right, I'll, I'll, let's, I'll go back to where I started. The Buffalo Bills, that's going to be a good one. Cynthia Freeland, Ike Taylor, can't wait to hit the road to Houston, Woo-hoo! Texas. Let's go We're eat some wings. See you in Houston. Houston. Ike is very excited for this Houston. <laughs> Apparently you cabbage patch No Houston. question. All right. I'm looking forward to it too. I'm just uh, feeding off your enthusiasm. They said Houston we have a problem because they knew Ike T was about to fall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. I told you. Thanks to everybody behind the glass. Eternal Red Zone. Check I love my. All that I love stuff. my music. Oh yeah, Dick Bang. Here's awesome. the tops. All right. Awesome. See now the music is still playing here. That wasn't enough. You started it before I was ready. So now, like, now start it, and I think we can uh, we can make this thing right. <laughs> okay. So we have one more show here in Los Angeles. Then we hit the road for Houston, Texas. We're anxious to. Analyze it every which way. We'll do so for you. DDFP. (laughs) That was weird. That was even worse. I know. That That was was weird. All right. That's the show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.